Cutting Out Early, the podcast. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I'm in a glass case of emotion! With Max, Zach, and Alex. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! Well, we're waiting. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, everybody, to the Cutting Out Early podcast for another fun-filled, exciting episode number 31. Here we go. Halfway to 62. Isn't that incredible? I mean, One I'm... for every day of the month. <laughs> Keeping track. It's, it's crazy. Uh, it is March 9th, 2021, the date we're recording this. Maybe not the date you're listening. But at least you know where we are. It's a little uh, late. It's a little late to be listening to this. I guess. Um, we are uh, recording with Max Major, Zach Montgomery, and Alex Newth. We are very, very glad to have everybody aboard. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we are... Gosh, it is a... It's it's kind of a later day today, isn't it? We, uh, I think yeah. we're all a little burnt out. I mean, I feel like all this... I mean, I, I, we're not trying to complain here or anything, but uh, it's... Uh, Max is trying to week. complain. Is that? Is that? I feel it is? great. I think it's well. It's my fault that it is this late, but I feel great. Do you really? Yeah. You feel, feel good? good. How's I your feel... week been? Uh, it's been okay. I mean, I we're not, I'm not in my favorite specialty, but I was in the uh, OR last week, which was nice. So. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, are you doing okay over there in uh, Grand Rapids, holding down the fort? Uh, yeah, not spending so much time in the OR, but enjoying <laughs> it. <laughs> Thank God. We have uh, a lot to get into today. It is, um, it, it's kind of one of those news weeks where it's like, eh, what's going on? And then you kind of look into it. It's like, oh, there's actually a lot happening. Um, but I know that right now, uh, some of these uh, uh, big stories that we saw, at least some of the the more interesting, fun stories. Alex, you sent me this um, a few days ago. I think it, it was yesterday or, or Sunday or something. That Manhattan story, they're getting a beach in in downtown Manhattan, what 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 the hell is going on? How how is this yeah. happening? Yeah, I don't know. I was very surprised to learn of this too. I uh, I I caught the story on uh, oh my goodness, this this sound is really bad right now. I don't know if this sounds good, but I'm getting a lot of feedback right now. I'm just gonna power through it and hopefully it doesn't come through. But uh, yeah, so I heard this story on, uh, on a podcast over the week. Yeah, they're building a beach uh, in the meatpacking district in Manhattan. And uh, I don't know who wants to go swimming in the Hudson River, but that just sounds like such a bad idea. Uh, I guess it's a $70 million project at Pier 52. And I'm looking at some renderings now. Not sure if you guys have this uh, yeah, I'm pulling it up. story up. But it's, uh, it's going to be called the Gansevoort Peninsula. It's going to have a green space, a sports field, a dog run, and a beach uh yeah it I, says no swimming will be allowed but i don't know if <laughs> want to swim. I wonder why 
on the Hudson River, like one of the most polluted bodies of water probably in the country. <laughs> They're putting a beach in there. That's Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No swimming allowed? What kind of beach doesn't have swimming, first of all? If you can't have swimming, then it's not a beach. Right? I mean, really? Not really. Well, well, it's a big, it's a big patch of sand. And if, if you look closely at these renderings, it looks like there's a big patch of sand. And then there's like some rocks, like break walls almost, separating it from the actual river with like a little strip of or a walkway of sand going around that they say is going to be for kayak entry. But, uh, but yes, yeah, some people are going to try and swim. You know it. Remember oh, that episode of Seinfeld where Kramer goes swimming in the uh, Hudson? <laughs> Yes, I do. Um, oh my god. That's gotta be there's going to be people swimming in there. There's going to be people catching E. coli. I, I just think this is a bad idea overall. I I, I don't really understand what the the <laughs> I think you're lucky this. if all you catch is E. coli. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um if if that's what they want to do. Is it fresh water? Well, my swimming pool problems are solved. I just found myself miles and miles of open lanes. What is that smell? That's East River. <laughs> You're swimming in the East River, the most heavily trafficked, overly contaminated waterway on the eastern seaboard. Technically, Norfolk has more gross damage. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. You know, I, if we're worried about where the next global pandemic is going to come from, I think we might want to look here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad to see that they're uh, trying to bring back uh, New York in a, in a great way. So, so wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Um, but not quite as exciting as uh, where Zach is planning on going in, uh, what, six years now? After he saves up a little bit? Yeah, yeah. My, my goal. As <laughs> soon as I get my first paycheck. Uh, I guess that uh, space. Yes. The actual space is uh, opening a hotel in 2027. It's shaped like a big wheel. Go figure. <laughs> this is, re- is this really going to happen? It sounds like it. This was another story that I stole from my NPR podcast I listened to on the weekend. Wait, Thank wait, you for giving them credit. Where, yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're building a hotel that they're going to shoot into space. Um, it's going to be called, let me see if I can find the name. It's the, uh, Von Braun station, a futuristic concept, 24 modules. You're not sitting in a room. You're sitting in a module connected by elevator shafts that make up a rotating wheel orbiting the earth scheduled to be fully operational in 2027. I will, uh, bet anybody here that that's not going to happen by 2027. At least there's no way. Doesn't that seem, like, really soon for a space hotel? <laughs> it seems pretty wild. Yeah, no kidding, it seems wild. Have you guys seen, uh, what was that movie with, um, God, what's his name? Shoot. The... Chris Pratt and, uh, um... Oh, no, it was geez. Midnight Sky. It was that Netflix original. No, I have not. With George Clooney. That was Never heard of it. Oh, uh, okay. It, it, it looks just like that. It looks like the spacecraft in that movie where they spin, you know, and it uses the... Never heard of gravity. Next. Anyway, great. <laughs> I, I don't know why they made it shaped like a wheel. And by the way, a very ugly wheel. Just one of those weird four spokes. Probably got four lug nuts. What a joke, you know. <laughs> that needs to be upgraded to some, you know, Kragers, some Magnum 500, something at least a little stylish. No, I'm just going to put a pretty much a, a big, like, spare tire wheel on there. Honestly, when I first saw this story, I was like, wow, you know, maybe maybe I'll be able to afford this one day. And then I looked at it, and I'm like, no, I won't be making money by 2027. <laughs> so, but it's crazy how close, like, how soon this is going to happen. How much is it going to cost? 
I don't know. It's not saying two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per person per trip. Oh my! Oh my goodness! Wait a second. How long is a trip? Wait a second. Um, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. The Space Hotel is not advertising room rates, but it will come with a uh, hefty price tag. Virgin Galactic, for example, plans to launch passengers into suborbital space at $250,000 per person per trip. So this is not for the hotel. This is Virgin Galactic. So I I guess there's a few (laughs) different competing businesses trying to get into the... uh, uh, retail space market. Oh, this is just one of that's just one of those like airplanes that launches into space and you like hit zero gravity for a while, right? That's what I figured it was. Can you just go to a zero gravity machine on Earth and save a lot of money? <laughs> Isn't that a lot better? Hey, you're not in space if you do it that way. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they say it's going to be like a like a uh, like a cruise ship. So are they going to have like space buffets? <laughs> oh my god! And all the. <laughs> Like all the space tourists. Can you imagine everyone getting sick up there? Like in the oh god, <laughs> you know, you know, if one person gets sick, the entire hotel is getting it's sick. It's over. And and like to think that you spent so much money for a beautiful vacation, you're just sick the whole time. <laughs> you're in a beautiful diarrhea diarrhea wheel in the sky. <laughs> oh my god. The thought of that going on <laughs> with zero gravity is absolutely. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I just imagine you going down a dirt road and you look behind you and see the dust pile up. Oh, that's why that could be in space. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. No. That is disgusting. What would happen? All right. That's, oh. <laughs> that would be a disaster. Um, well, anyway, uh, we've also confirmed <laughs> that um, Blake Griffin bought out and signs with the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 Twister Max, I think you skipped a uh, bullet point. I was there. getting to it. I don't want to talk about it. You well, as it. some of you may know, if you listened all the way through last week's episode, Max and I <laughs> made a bet regarding the Michigan-Michigan State basketball series that occurred over the last week. I bet that MSU would win at least one game against Michigan. Uh, Max was confident that Michigan could sweep the Spartans. <laughs> You're saying uh, that like so, it's a bold, like like an incredibly stupid take. Like Max was confident that they would sweep the Spartans. I don't know about you, Max, but it's looking pretty dumb now. <laughs> well, whatever, yeah, you I'm, know, it was a good bet at the time. The odds were were in my favor. So. It was an eight I'm point. Enjoy all sixteen ounces of whatever steak I choose. You'll get you'll get uh, USDA. Um, I don't know. Select. With bone. What? With bone. What? That, that no. 16 ounces is going to include the bone. The bone will be a big part of that 16 <laughs> ounces. I'll make sure it's a massive bone. I'm, I'll thinking, uh, I'm thinking Allen Brothers. we got to find a good Allen Brothers spot. you got to make sure it's what, Max? I, I'm a massive bone. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Alex. Sounds great, Alex. An Allen Brothers steak. <laughs> I'll get this. No, I select the steak place, right? That's my, that's my uh, consolation. No, no. Fine, whatever. You're not taking me to, like, Outback. What do you mean? I, I was thinking Applebee's. Texas Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse. There you go. Uh, I mean, come I on. Think I think I'll just get, like, a salad or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Olive Garden has pretty good steaks. Yeah, can we get a steak at Olive Garden? What if we got, like, a um? What if we got like a steak fajita at a Mexican village? I'll get you a 16. That actually sounds pretty good. <laughs> there you go. We're all set. Oh jeez. Well, um, don't worry. I'll I'll get you your steak. If you're around here, let me know. I'll, I'll, we'll go out. We'll do something. 
Um, especially now that the vaccine supply, what, the end of May? That's pretty much been confirmed? Is yeah. that is that for sure? With the Johnson & Johnson, yeah. Is that going to be in people's arms by the end of May, or just... Like... No, I think they're just saying they have enough supply, so it doesn't, you know... That doesn't mean everyone's going to be vaccinated, right? I don't think so. Um, I have a question, by the way. The, the CDC came out the other day, and this, I guess, is a Zach question. Maybe you'll know. Um, and did you hear about this, the update they gave for people with the vaccine and how you can pretty much gather with people Oh really? No, I didn't hear about this. You didn't actually. hear about this the other day? No, I, I was still under the impression that they're like, oh, even if you get vaccinated, socially distance and, you know, wear well, your mask and well, everything. Not anymore. Um... It's the new guidelines for uh, people who have been vaccinated. Uh, the green light to resume some pre-pandemic activities and relax precautions that may have that have been in place. Specifically, people who are fully vaccinated can visit indoors with other fully vaccinated people without wearing masks or social distancing. Wow. Uh, people are considered fully vaccinated two weeks after they have gotten their second shot of the Pfizer or Moderna vaccines. Or two weeks after receiving the single dose uh, Johnson and Johnson vaccine, vaccinated people can also visit unmasked with people from another household who are not yet vaccinated, as long as those people are at low risk of serious illness from the virus. Uh, so that's moving it. in the right direction. But they said vaccinated people should continue to wear masks when they're in public, avoid crowds, and take other precautions when gathering with unvaccinated people who are at high risk of serious illness. So. Uh, there you go. New from the CDC. Wasn't that was that not like assumed? I mean, if I just feel like they should have said this. Do they not know this until just recently? I, it, it's like one of those things that like I, I'm sure everyone kind of had, you know, a feeling that it would be OK for vaccinated people to, you know, start resuming normal things. But they didn't have the research yet. So I, I figured that was why they just didn't know if unva or vaccinated people could still spread the virus. So they didn't want, you know, people running around without their masks. Yeah. So they just hadn't done the research yet. But it sounds like it's starting to, you know, trend that way. So good stuff. It's good news. I know. I'm excited. I know. Oh, man. Get back to normal. It's Everything. Like, it's like in Michigan, it's coming up, too. Like it. it we talked about this last week, but um, what what's it, coming up? It's like oh, it, like it's coming down like the level. It's like fifty oh, and older, without um, fifty and older without pre-existing conditions can start getting vaccinated by the end of the month. Oh, right. I see. The eligibility is yeah. coming down. I yeah. understand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. I know. Um, I I heard that Michigan isn't Michigan seeing like a little surge right now. Is, is yeah, thirty five percent raise in cases right now. How, how, what is that from? What are they saying is the reason for that? Are they giving a reason? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know either. <laughs> I didn't even I think know. The, uh, the traditional blame is put on people our age. Our <laughs> age? Did you see that party in Colorado? No. It was like on Saturday or something. Oh, jeez. It was like... It was like one house, one property, wall-to-wall <laughs> -wall people. It oh, was Jesus. unbelievable. <laughs> the caption below it is just like, this seems unnatural now. <laughs> I'll get you damn kids for this. <laughs> You're all going to die. <laughs> it's always happening. That You know, one of the, one of the things with the whole um, lockdown COVID thing is just – like just shitting on people and shaming them for party. I mean, it's it's become the norm. Like you had a party. You oh my god, they, you they, murderer. They uh they they did flip cars. So I mean, they did get a little wild. <laughs> they flipped cars. Yeah, yeah. There's a great video of them like uh, flipping a I don't know. It's like a sedan. Oh my Silver god. Sedan. 
What kind of party is this? I don't know. I you know I, I thought like things happen. I was like scrolling through. I was like, why would they be partying this hard? Because you know sometimes things happen like that. If your team wins the Big Ten or wins a national title, like start things start getting a little crazy. But I guess or it's just a Tuesday in East Lansing. I, <laughs> Or just a Tuesday or Saturday in Colorado, I guess. They literally had no reason except just to have a party. I guess. Party <laughs> I guess that was actual audio from the Colorado party. <laughs> Somebody must have been visiting. <laughs> uh, police pursue hundreds of tips after a violent Colorado party. Yeah, the party was described as violent. Authorities are fielding hundreds of tips involving a massive weekend gathering near the University of Colorado at Boulder, in which participants damaged cars, set off fireworks, and tossed bottles and rocks at police, <laughs> slightly Jesus. injuring three off. This does not sound like a... Why is it described as a party? It was, a, it was a party. Oh and this is a riot? It was a party, and then they. I guess they just got hammered. I don't know. <laughs> what kind of violent drunks are these people? I don't know. It got crazy, though. Yeah, they flipped the car. It talks about the car, right? I thought people at the University of Colorado at Boulder were, were, would be, like, the first to say, like, you know, wear a mask, social distance, and, <laughs> like, stay inside. No partying here. They must have all been vaccinated. Um, <laughs> um, instead, they're just going wild. <laughs> Call the fire department. This one's out of control. The Saturday night melee in which as many as 800 people, few wearing masks, flooded streets in a neighborhood known as University Hill, home to many university students as well as residents. No arrests have been made. Wild. There were over 700 tips, um, including photos and cell phone video of the violence. Um, law enforcement armored vehicle and a fire truck were damaged, as were several private vehicles. Um, One was flipped over. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I saw the video. It was it was incredible. The damage coronavirus is doing to this country. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Can you? Oh my gosh! Coronavirus at it again. It'll get us one way or another. They're flipping cars now. <laughs> and um, I mean, I, the other thing is uh, Blake Griffin is bought out and signed with the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, I I'm, whatever. I, I don't Probably care. No one cares about the Pistons. Nobody cares. Did you even? I, they had the All Star break, the NBA All Star break. Did anybody? Wasn't that over the weekend, Alex? Or did you see it, Zach? Yeah, I, didn't I was. It. I didn't I mean, see it, it. It was a big deal. Was it? It was, was apparently it good? fairly entertaining. I I didn't get to watch it. I was busy, but busy watching that interview. But uh, <laughs> no, I was. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish I did. Honestly, I missed out. I, I don't know. I was, was there anything else about the All Star Game? I mean, did anybody watch? What were the? I, I'm very curious to see what the ratings were because I I guarantee they were so low. Nobody cares about the NBA. Do you, I mean, well, is, is that just that's not me? true? I don't think it's that people don't people don't care about the All Star Game. It's just so fake. They don't play defense. It's just Maybe a I bunch of people that. just like shooting you know shots wherever they they want. The over under was like. Or the over for the game was like 320. Oh my god! Something ridiculous, you know. And uh, they hit on the last shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, with all that fun and excitement over the weekend, the big story, and you know, this is kind of weird because this is actually a story that people who hate hate these people, they'll still tune in to watch because they just feel like they have to to be in the. Uh, the, the, the social zeitgeist of what's going on. But the Harry and Meghan interview with Oprah, lauded as the 
most shocking interview of all time in Oprah's career. Uh, that's what Gail said, I believe, on uh, GMA. The most sh- uh, intense and shocking interview of Oprah's career. Can't miss TV. I'm going to watch this later. I it's am, on my DVR. I really, really wish, wish I could have seen this. 17 million people. 17 million. I know. Really? 17 million people tuned in to watch this? <laughs> I didn't even know it was happening until uh, Monday I heard about it. Until it was a day late? Yeah. Um, Let me ask you a question. Out of those 17 million people who watched this interview, I'm wondering what percent of people liked them at, at, at the beginning and how that percentage changed at the end. I don't know why. I, well, I feel like a lot of people don't like them. I'm not a fan of them. Oh, I see. There's a lot of people who don't like them. That, that just think they're annoying and they're privileged and very entitled and they're not very self-aware that they're entitled. That's the thing. They're just, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, when, a, like a Kardashians. They're like a, you know. They're just a celebrity to hate yeah, on. I, I don't know why I can't think of the word right now. Kardashians. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, like they're just a sick, not a sitcom. God. Anyway, Are they're just like some, I, I feel like I am Reality honest show? with you. <laughs> exactly, Alex. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Do you need to take a nap? <laughs> I, maybe. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> I, I don't get why these people are popular. I, I really don't understand. The one is not even a royal anymore. He has stepped down from his duties. He is a citizen. That's what he is. That's why he's popular. He's a citizen who was a royal. The other one was a D-list failed actress. But all of a sudden... Hey, Suits was a great show. Oh, fine. That's fine. Whatever. But still, she's a failed D-list actress who just... Why she failed? Because she was never successful in what she did. I mean, she was on Suits for a long time. But Alex, she's not a big star anymore. Her big claim to fame is marrying a royal. If that's your claim to fame and you are considered an actress, then I'm sorry. I consider that failed. Just saying. It's not like she was the extra on SVU, like lying on the ground with blood spilling on her, and that's it. One step above. If I married, she she had a character name. If I married a royal, I would not consider my career a failure. That sounds pretty lit to me. That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) But but she's whatever. Her (laughs) acting career is a failure. I'll say it. I think it is failure. Well, it's D list. Once you get into D list category, yeah, you're you're. you're, How do you? Who rates the list? Yeah, just society. I don't know. <laughs> so, what, what would you, what would you, what would you rank like infomercial actors? They're not even listed. <laughs> unlisted. <laughs> they're, de- they're, de- they're, they're, uh, yeah, unlisted. <laughs> Maybe Z-listed. I don't know if there even goes down that far. Um, but am listed. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think the majority of people, um. I don't know. I bet it was close. I bet a lot of people who watched that interview don't like the couple. Just find them annoying and find them, like, tiring. Like, why do people care about this couple? Why are they putting in the time? Why are we donating our time to this couple? Well, apparently they had some pretty great things to say. Well, not great, but... But they're all lies? They were lying? I don't know. I I, I don't know. I I don't even necessarily know what they said. I heard something about... You know, some kind of racist remarks coming about their baby. I don't know. But that's all I pretty much know. Well, um, I'll, I'll get to some of this stuff here because uh, they they fact-checked um, some of the things that Harry and uh, Meghan said. But the Queen, oh, the Queen has responded to the interview and will address the allegations privately. Uh, but it was a statement from the palace issued today, Tuesday, uh, on behalf of Queen Elizabeth II, Harry's grandmother, 
who said, The whole family is saddened to learn the full extent of how challenging the last few years have been for Harry and Meghan. The oh, issues raised the issues raised, particularly that of race, are concerning. <laughs> While some recollections may vary, they are taken very seriously and will be addressed by the family privately. Harry, Meghan, and Archie will always be much loved family members. Ooh. Max, first of all, I have wow, to say that is your. Sure, you looking good today. <laughs> Max, that was your best voice so far. <clears throat> Thank you. Excuse me. I appreciate that. It's not saying much, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> it was pretty spot on. So there were some bo- And by the way, just for the record, I don't think any of us watched it. I didn't watch it. I probably should have. I will watch it. I know Alex, you said you didn't. Zach, you didn't. But uh, we should, or at least get the highlights. Yeah. I'm I'm sure that there's some source out there pumping out the the highlights. Um, as a matter of fact, um, Zach, can you pull up that um, USA Today story about um, oh the USA Today one. the biggest bombshells? While I go through some of this uh, fact checking, but um, there there actually was fact checking with some of the things that Megan and Harry said. Megan, according to her, said she never researched the royal family prior to joining. Didn't do any research about what that would mean. Never looked up my husband online. Fact check is unlikely. (laughs) Unlikely. (laughs) But they go on and on to describe why it's unlikely. But really, do you believe that that she in... Granted, she was in media. She was in show business. She has no clue who Harry is of the royal family, Harry Windsor, and the royal family and what that means, do you really think that she would have zero idea what that would entail? I find that hard to believe. (laughs) And so does this fact check. Uh, Harry and Meghan were actually secretly wed three days before the Windsor ceremony by the Archbishop of Canterbury. Um... That's what Megan said. You know, just three days before our wedding, we got married. No one knows that we called the archbishop and just said, Look, this thing, this spectacle is for the world, but we want our own union between us. Uh, They're actually saying, fact-checking that as unlikely because the Church of England marriages require at least two witnesses and the public must also have unrestricted access to the building during any marriage ceremony to allow for valid objections against the marriage. But at the time, the couple were living in the grounds of the Kensington Palace, and the residence is off-limits to the public. Uh, So... That was one of the biggest bombshells. uh, This means that one of the two ceremonies was more likely just an exchange of vows rather than a legally recognized wedding. So... There you go. And yeah, that was one of the biggest bombshells, right? But yeah, yeah. It's been contested. Um, another one was, I was silenced. Megan said she was silenced by the institution. Everyone in my world was given very clear directive from the moment the world knew Harry and I were dating to say no comment. Fact check is contested. So take that for what it's worth. Contested. What does yeah. that mean? It's like yeah, some people agree, some people don't. Um, Archie has a birthright to be a prince was claimed. Uh, Megan said, the idea of the first member of color in this family not being titled in the same way that other grandchildren would be, it's not their right to take it away. Fact check, false! Archie did not have a birthright to be prince, but could potentially become one when Charles ascends to the throne. Um, that was one of the biggest bombshells, too. It was, uh, but it's not the true. palace was worried about how dark Archie's skin would be. Oh my gosh. Why, why, is that, why, does, skin, why does that matter? I don't know. Haven't I, they I, seen Bridgerton? 
<laughs> I don't know. I, why would that even be a concern in, in 2021? Do people care? I don't know. They wouldn't say who it was or why they were saying it. They said it would be very damaging to them if they admitted who they were. So they wouldn't say who exactly was saying it, but they said it took place. That's ridiculous. Well, then that's a problem. Then if they if they're putting so much concern into the color of somebody's skin for for being in the royal family, then then I think that's the bigger story. Yeah. The fact that they're concerned, not that he might be part of the royal family, but the fact that they would be concerned about that issue. Come on. Uh, but uh, William and Kate's children have the. H-R-H title and are styled as prince and princesses and Archie is not and it stems from a ruling more than a hundred years ago so sorry Megan that's too bad <laughs> um, Archie wouldn't get 24-7 security because he wasn't a prince Megan said in those months when I was pregnant all around the same time so all around this same time so we had the conversation of he won't be given security he's not going to be given a title the fact check is false being a prince or princess does not automatically mean royals have police protection. Um, so, there you go. Help for mental anguish because Megan said she begged in vain for the palace to help her mental state. The fact check is difficult to verify. <laughs> That's really uh, inconclusive. Kate made Megan cry before her wedding to Harry. Uh, responding to claims that she reduced Kate to tears, Megan said, no, no, the reverse happened. Fact check is contested. Contested. <laughs> so another contested one. Um, couple said they witnessed racism inside the monarchy. The fact checking is that it's almost impossible to be to uh, verify that. Um, Harry was financially cut off from the royals was their claim. Fact check. They wanted to be financially independent. They said it. That was their quote when they announced their intention to step back from being senior royals. Uh, so I guess that kind of bit them in the ass. It's senior royals? Is that like a position? It's like... It's like a corporation? Sure, exactly. Do you have to like graduate? Do you graduate or do you get promoted to senior royals? I think they get... Like, de- do you have to earn it? They get demoted Can you graduate? to senior royals. <laughs> The queen has a strict t- <laughs> strict <laughs> test that will determine if they can be senior royals. Oh, <laughs> you failed the test. <laughs> um, the claim Megan has not seen Samantha Markle's Samantha Markle in almost twenty years, which is her half sister Samantha. The last time I saw her must have been at least eighteen, nineteen years ago. Fact check: false. During the interview, Megan distanced herself from her half-sister, Samantha, who said she hardly knows and she only grew up as an only child. But there was a photograph from 2008, 2008, 13 years ago, showing Megan with Samantha at her graduation busted! <laughs> wow. Wow, they had some deep conversations and got very close during that graduation party. Um, Megan, I'm, I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's huge. Megan said that the press created news about Megan's father to create drama. Uh, fact check is false. Megan Markle's estranged father, Thomas, today denied his daughter's claims he had betrayed her before branding his son-in-law's snotty and declaring <laughs> we all make mistakes but i've never played naked pool or oh. dressed like hitler like harry did oh my god <laughs> oh excuse me from mr Markle himself <laughs> this is great 
Mr. Markle, first of all, this whole situation between between Thomas Markle not being able to see Archie, his grandson, um, because Megan has pretty much cut him out of her life, and he's like, I wonder why. <laughs> Thomas goes on um, news shows. He goes on um, Piers Morgan a lot, who, by the way, stepped away from his show today. Um, because Piers commented on the interview and got in trouble for it, so he's he's canceled. Mm. Um, but he would go on shows and say like, oh, "My daughter dumped me. I want to see her. I can't see my grandson. They won't even talk to me." Uh, so that's what's going on. But he said he's apologized 100 times for doing a deal with a paparazzi photographer before the royal wedding in 2018, and urged the couple to see him now that they only live 70 miles away from his Mexico home in Los Angeles. <laughs> Uh, so I guess he lives in uh, Mexico. I guess I didn't realize that. But anyway, he goes on Very and on estranged. Um, just a few more here. Megan had to turn over her fa- passport, keys, and driving license to royal aides. Difficult to verify. Um, I'll just get to some of these false ones, if there's any other false ones. Um, the last one. The last false one. Newspaper held story about Thomas Markle until Sunday before Megan's wedding. Um, cause Megan said they were going to use the word, if they were, if we were going to use the word betrayal, it's because when I asked him, when we were told by the comms team, this is a story that was going to be coming out, which by the way, the tabloids had apparently known for a month or so and decided to hold it until the Sunday before our wedding because they wanted to create drama, which is also a really key point in all of this. And that fact check is false. Um, because, uh, Megan claimed the tabloids known for a month that Thomas Markle had staged paparazzi photos before the wedding. Um, But in truth, far from sitting on the paparazzi story, the mail on Sunday, which broke it, published within 24 hours of getting the proof. So that's BS. Spinning all these lies. I would imagine that. That one is probably true. Like, the paparazzi can't control themselves. They're They're, they're getting it out as soon as possible. Of course. What do you think? There's, like, some gentleman's agreement? Okay, we're going to (laughs) wait until this time. No, these people are animals. That's why people love the tabloids, because it's the most... It's the latest stuff. It's incredible. (laughs) Even if it's not true at all. Alex, are you going to go back and watch it? No. (laughs) I'm going to watch it, like, times two speed, if you can. Yeah. There's got to be some interesting stuff in there. I don't know. I, I just want to, like, fully understand what they were trying to say. I mean, it, it would be good to, to, to know what's going on with all this stuff. I mean, everyone's talking about it. It seems like 17 million people watch. Yeah. Well, a lot. So I probably would have watched it if I knew it was on at the time just for entertainment value. But now that it's over, it doesn't carry any news value to me. Like, yeah. it won't affect my life whether I watch it or not. It's not information I need to know. It's not anything I need to learn. So I'm probably not going to watch it. I mean, I might go back and watch it for the entertainment value, but now that there's now that it's over and there's all these uh, summaries, uh, you know, put together, and you know, I've heard a lot of the information from you guys. Like, I'm good. <laughs> I run into that habit too. I say to myself, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch this. And then a few days pass by, a few weeks, and then you know, who cares? It's old the, news. It's the most dramatic Oprah interview ever. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what they said. Was Chris Harrison hosting it? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Shocking revelations. Awesome. make it awesome. But Chris Harrison just... Is Chris <laughs> is going to be back? Yeah, he is. Um, Rachel Lindsay uh, um, forgave Chris, by the way. And uh, she's back on um, Twitter. So They both are? Well, I, I don't know if Chris ever left, but, but uh... Rachel, Rachel Lindsay had to leave Twitter uh, because she was getting a lot of hate and... Oh. Uh, but but now she's back, and um, I think she's forgiven Chris Harrison. 
so some agreement was made between ABC and Rachel that she would forgive him so that he could come back and she could go back on Twitter. I'm trying to find the quote. Or is that um, too cynical? <laughs> Maybe so. There's probably some money behind it. Uh, Rachel Lindsay shared why it's important for her to accept Chris Harrison's apology. So um, she went on and on saying uh, she does uh, accept his apology. He thinks She thinks it's important for her to say because uh, we need to move forward. For us to move forward and to accept the apology so we can all be better from this situation, which is what we want. Uh, so it sounds like, uh, things are getting a little better. Um, but, um, yeah, Chris was interviewed on, um, GMA by Michael Strahan and, um, and <laughs> a great, a great, I mean, that's, I mean, that's an interview right wow. there uh, on his podcast between two teeth. <laughs> Is that what it's called? <laughs> no, <laughs> I would be surprised if anything, it's a segment on GMA be. and not it he's really for the segment be. on GMA between two teeth. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> it sounds like he's forgiven. If if Rachel Lindsay forgives um, Chris Harrison, is is everything fine? Is is because like you said, Alex, he's he's planning on coming back. I mean, that's that's what I saw too, right? Yeah. Just remember, love trumps hate. <laughs> Uh, so Exciting I guess stuff. we will wait and see. Um, but um, Zach, I'm actually very interested to hear your take on how Fantasy Suite uh, went for you and your viewing. Oh, I didn't watch. Don't spoil it. Alex, what do you mean you didn't watch? Did, Zach, you watched. It was a great episode. Oh, you really? You watched? So oh my much, god! It was very, very dramatic. Really? So you maybe think was the a most dramatic drama. Fantasy Suite ever? Alex, do you agree that it was maybe the most dramatic Fantasy Suite ever? I mean, without even watching, I know it was. <laughs> Alex, I'm, I'm actually really disappointed in you. You did not watch. I have to apologize. I'm sorry. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. So I, I can't even talk about it. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about it. I just can't provide very much. It's going to be a one-man show. Is, is there any, um? Is I mean, do you want to, like, cover your ears, earmuffs, for when I say who got kicked out? La, 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 la. <laughs> Bree is gone. She's so no. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's down to uh, Rachel, uh, the uh, antebellum party enthusiast, and Michelle. Oh, Michelle's going to win. You think so? Do yeah. You, Alex, let me ask you this. Do you think all of this um, hoopla about no. Rachel... Um, <laughs> I, I knew I know what drop that is, by the way. That's Terry Foster saying, let the bitch walk. Let the bitch walk! <laughs> I knew it from the moment you played it. Um, Alex, I'm telling you, I... I I just as a disclaimer, I know nothing. There are no spoilers that I know. But if they're making so much of a big deal about this thing with Rachel, isn't she the winner? Don't you don't you think she would have to be? No, I think they would do this even if she just made it, you know, down to the final two like she has. I mean, making it to the final two makes you a big part of Bachelor Nation, doesn't it? Sure. Oh yeah. I, I mean, it, it puts you in line for uh, for Bachelorette. It puts you in line for. Uh, What's what's the summer show they have? I never watch it. Uh, Fantasy. No, Bachelor Island. in Paradise. Paradise. Jeez, Alex, Bachelor even I knew that. Are you really part of Bachelor Nation? If you don't know the name of that <laughs> no, show, I'm I'm not. I'm not. What? Oh my god. I don't know, Alex. I I, I feel like I don't know. If they're making, I mean, they they did make a big deal about it, and 
I mean, you would think that, I mean, I, I guess, yeah, she could be in the final two, but I don't know. What if she is the winner, and then, obviously, this was this was filmed a, a few months back, um, you know, when, when Matt was there and everything, and then this whole antebellum party story came out with, with Rachel, and, and Matt's sitting there with Rachel, who he already picked when this story came out. He has to look at her and says, you went to an antebellum party? <laughs> I mean, is, is he going to forgive her? I mean, well, that could be an interesting. It would certainly dynamic. make it the most dramatic season yet. Could you imagine if they do? You know, this is going to be turned if 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 um, Matt does end up picking Rachel, and this whole thing like turns out as it's like supposed to be. You know that that they're gonna put on some like special event this uh, this spring where it's like a shocking one-on-one interview. Uh, it's gonna be pretty much Megan and Harry, except uh, Matt and Rachel, and they're gonna talk about how I found this out about Rachel, and we had a very deep discussion about this, and uh, it was just uh, you know an incredible discussion that we had to have about uh, uh, the antebellum party, and I have forgiven her. It does. The Oprah interview is season twenty twenty episode one, so <laughs> just so you guys know, there might be more coming. Oh boy! Oh boy! Well, uh, we uh, we have to wait and see. But uh, Alex, anyway, I mean, it wasn't much. It was fantasy suite week. Uh, Rachel was picked last to go in the fantasy suite, and she couldn't take it. She was breaking down throughout the week. Um, but the big story from uh the episode was. When Matt met up with his father, who's like partially estranged, he he was lots of estranged fathers on this show. <laughs> it was weird it's because I, well I know, but I mean it was weird because um like Matt called him and it was the very beginning of the episode. It was an emotional moment. They they cried together and they hugged. They had to have a deep conversation because Matt. I mean, he didn't lash out at his father, but he said, you weren't there for me when I needed you. And and he was getting emotional because it sounded like uh, he, he uh, Matt's father cheated on his wife and abandoned the family, started a new family, and hardly ever saw Matt growing up. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and That's Matt, awful. It is awful. And, and Matt needed to face that... Uh, that demon in his life and and try to overcome it and hopefully on national tv on national tv yes it had to be on national tv and uh hopefully become a better man out of it so he can have a relationship that he said is not like his father's and uh it was an emotional moment so get the kleenex box ready just saying (laughs) alex since you are gonna watch I'm going to get the popcorn out. (laughs) You should. Uh, So we will see the most dramatic season finale ever next week. I want to circle back to something Zach said. Zach, did you say the Oprah episode is uh, like an episode one? Yeah. Like as there's going to be more Oprah interviews? Yeah, that's what I I was clicking through the links and it said if you want to watch that episode or whatever, it was season 2021 episode one. Oh my God. I hope that we get more Oprah interviews with some like, hard-hitting celebrity news like i want to know what's happening with britney yep. she should be the next one britney oh, would could be you great imagine what if what if it was britney and her father at oh, like the same goodness. time that would be wild that would be incredible and she asked those tough questions wow that would be must watch tv that would get super bowl numbers oh absolutely i mean think about that i mean come on especially with the free britney movement hashtag free britney <laughs> we would have to do a live reaction episode yeah, that that would we could, we'd have to stream that on YouTube. <laughs> that could be a big one. Um, well, I am very excited for uh next week 
and The Bachelor. Um, but I do want to actually give Michigan State some credit, and I want to jump into college basketball Dude, for a short time. This week in college basketball would be great, yeah. It's it's a big week, but I, I, I got to hand it to this part. Conference this. tournament week. They looked pretty good on uh, on Sunday. Now, granted, I thought Michigan played like shit, but I still think the Spartans looked pretty damn good. I mean that's what I mean that's what state's been doing all month though. Well, at least this like what two week three week run yeah. they've been on. They yeah. make the Except other against team. Maryland. Yeah, where they just played bad. <laughs> but um, I mean they, they've made the other teams play horrible. They slow down the game. It's so it's so weird to watch sometimes because you're like, is this the same team that you know has been running through people? But I mean yeah, they did it with because our our offense. I don't think they've improved significantly. I think we're still taking a lot of bad shots. I think. We still only have, you know, Aaron Henry and maybe Rocket Watts on a good day that can provide any offense. I mean, that's what but I, I think want, our defense yeah. has really picked it up down the stretch, and I think that's what's really going to make the difference for us. But if we run into anybody that can shoot threes and is actually hitting them on the day that we play them, we're in deep trouble. I mean, they should make the tournament now, right? I mean, every oh yeah, we're oh, in the they tournament. They have to. There's, oh yeah, there were some great tweets like uh, what's his name, Joe Lenardi. He like put out a tweet. It was like, um, while they were still, while they just had that three-game losing streak before the Indiana, the first Indiana game, and it was like chances that Michigan State makes the tournament, and it was like not gonna happen. Have you seen their schedule? And then he like (laughs) he like retweeted it a little later, and it was like you know, congrats, Sparty, because they're probably gonna make it now. I think most of them, it's like an over ninety percent chance of getting in now, which is which is crazy. Well, from where they, they were a month ago, yeah, that, I mean, that's a big turnaround. Everyone said absolutely not. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even close. So, I mean, when you beat uh, two, three, and five in one week, you know, you're going to turn some heads. So, it's interesting because this team is that they have more top five wins than any other team in the country. Yet they looked so bad, like in January and February. <laughs> <laughs> it's really That's weird. Pretty wild. Like, I mean, I, 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 like I said, I got to give credit. They turned it around. The time was right. Yeah. I mean, it was perfect. I mean, Rocket Watts played well. You saw Joey Hauser play well. Um, and also uh, for Michigan, Wagner didn't play well, and um, Dickinson hasn't played too well. You know, even in the game that Michigan won, Dickinson didn't play too well, which is kind of concerning because. Dickinson was a big reason why Michigan was rolling. You know, they had the perimeter shooting and they had Dickinson down low. So it's pretty wild. I have some pretty hot takes about Michigan, actually. Do you? Do you, yeah. do you have any do you have any thoughts as to why he played so poorly? Because his size over Michigan State's lack of size should have been a huge advantage and it wasn't as much as it should have been, I thought. Yeah, you know, I, I, I just you got to reference all the other um, bigs that they've played recently, uh, like Coffee and uh, what for Illinois. He didn't play well when we played them. Um, I'm pretty sure that Ohio State big, I, I forget his name, but he didn't play well when we played him either. And I think it's the defense. You know, they're just finding ways to get in their head, get them frustrated, and then they're not playing well. Those bigs. So, but I back to me, uh, Michigan. Okay, you guys are gonna say say I'm crazy, but. <laughs> But I think that there's been a lot of people on Twitter and everywhere, you know, ranting about this Michigan team. And this Michigan team has done very well. Sure. Don't get me wrong. Sure. I'm not going to say that. But everyone's, like, praising Juwan Howard like this was his team and he did this. And, you know, he's the next big coach and he's got this big recruiting class big coming in. coach of the year. And he, nothing can bring him down. And I just I just want to highlight some things, okay? Yeah. This is Michigan. I, I, I don't think that – I. 
listen, I don't know if Juwan Howard's good or not, but I don't think you can give this season to Juwan Howard. He has a, a team where he got Dickinson and he hit on him, but this team is like six seniors that get significant playing time. And these are back from like B-lines, you know, B-line area, era, sorry, era players. And, you know, it's just, it's really like, this team is kind of an enigma because it's a really old team. It's a very, oh, big you know, word. well, I mean, it's senior led team. And Dwan Howard is a not, definition of that word. The kid who was having trouble with reality show <laughs> throws out enigma. We, th- we Alex, we threw off his train of thought. I'm sorry, oh, Zach. I'm, I really apologize. Zach. It's okay. Please I'm continue. Just, anyway, it's a senior-led <laughs> team, and Juan Howard is going out and he's recruiting these one-and-done type players. Like he has the top recruiting class coming in, mostly because he has six big players that need to replace all these seniors that are likely going to leave. But um, this team is kind of an enigma in what Juan Howard is going to make of a basketball team because his team isn't going to be made up of seniors from now going on. It's going to be one and dones. It's going to be this. And it's going to be really interesting to see if he keeps up the success because I don't think that this team is indicative of what John Howard is going to do long term. Well, do you think he has anything to do with like changing the culture there at U of M and, and, and transitioning into a winning culture with a, with a way better attitude and a, you know locker room feel, a team feel, a, 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 you know, a, a winning mentality? Listen, I'll I say- think that's a big part of it. Listen, I will say that there are, I mean, I'll just, let me just go through this. Isaiah Livers, senior. Uh, Enigma. <laughs> thanks. Thank you, Alex. Mike Smith is a graduate student. Enigma. Senior from Columbia. Uh, <laughs> Shawnee Brown, senior. Uh, who else? All these guys All these guys are seniors. There's like six or seven. I can go through the whole list. Eli Brooks. Yeah. And I just think that they bring a lot, too. And losing them... You know, it's really going to say it's it's nice when – take it from Izzo last year yeah. when he had Cassius Winston on the floor that could coach his team and he didn't have to. It, it says a lot when you have a team well, out there that can coach themselves. No, it certainly helps. The senior leadership certainly helps. I don't know if Cassius was coaching the team for Izzo, but, yeah, I mean, as we saw this year, losing Cassius was a huge blow to the team. And I think it is a really good point to, to say that all these players or a lot of Michigan success is coming from players that – Beeline recruited, and I do think you have to give Jawan Howard credit, though, for coaching them to the level that they're at now. I mean, they legitimately look. I mean, they're going to earn a one seed into the tournament, and they're a legitimate title contender. I don't think you can say that, you know, any team with you know with the players they have, and just any coach would do that. I think Jawan Howard is is showing that he uh, he definitely has the prowess to get the the talent at least playing at the level it should be. I'm, I'm, all I'm saying is that this team is not indicative of what Juwan Howard is going to build going forward, and maybe we should step back and like wait for things to actually play out. Because I, I even felt like on, like even on Twitter, I felt like even Michigan State fans were like, "Wow, Juwan Howard looks really good." And, and there's like this huge like, I don't know, thing on Twitter to be like the good rival where you like respect the other team, and it's just like <laughs> at the same time, I mean, fine, you can respect them, like they're a good team now. But, I mean, people need to take a look back and be like, you know, maybe this isn't what, you know, the final product is always going to look like at Michigan. So you're saying next year with these seniors gone, it's going to be a different story. And I just think going forward, he's going to recruit a lot of one-and-dones. That seems to be what he's going for, you know? That's true. Well, with your your analysis here, the next year is going to be shit, right? No, I don't think it'll be shit. I just think it'll be a lot different of a story. 
And I don't know if Dwan Howard, he'll have to change the way he coaches. You know, a senior-led team is different than a one and you know a mainly one-and-done team. Yeah, so I think what Zach is saying is that they're this is like a beeline esque team, but moving forward, Jawan might be more like a Kentucky if he's going to be successful. Exactly. I, I it's a wait and see thing. I mean, he may be he he may be skilled at 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 at, at being able to coach at any any you know level of 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 player. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, you really don't know yet. So I, I guess the jury's still out, right? So, yeah. I mean, we're not really sure how we can handle coaching different types of players and, and like, a, a group of freshmen or something like that or a different dynamic of a team. So, like, sure, he can do a good job continuing to have these seniors perform well, uh, but when that changes, when they have a different team with a different dynamic, with a different group of people and an entirely different class, then it's just kind of an unknown at this point exactly I see so so do you think zach that if michigan is a contender this year and i think it's fair to say they are sure that that we really should not expect them to be a contender next year right away or immediately just because they're a contender this year i i'm not gonna say no but i don't oh. stop oh. no 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 there's no hot <laughs> take even like a big 10 contender just, it doesn't it doesn't have to be a national title I mean, contender they, but even a big 10 contender they very well could be i guess my main point is that this is not you don't know anything about Juan howard yet i don't know anything about him as a coach i don't know because his teams aren't going to be this like this ever again so i don't know the the answer to that is i don't know <laughs> we'll see you know if he can coach the one and dones well, the uh, the Michigan AD Ward Manuel is certainly taking credit for Jawan Howard's early success. Well, he has nothing else to take credit for, so <laughs> <laughs> that football team is a wreck. Well, um, we have the Big Ten tournament starting on Thursday of this week, which is March 11th, which is awesome. And um, can you believe March Madness is next weekend, right? Like nine. Days oh, it starts on Wednesday. Next next Wednesday, right? Yeah, isn't that no, awesome? No, tomorrow. Isn't that so exciting? Well, though? no, I, I, no, Alex. I'm, I'm talking about like, like, yeah, the, the uh, conference championships start tomorrow, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The Big Ten tournament starts tomorrow. Okay, it starts tomorrow. I'm sorry, um, but I'm saying March Madness starts next week, right? Like next Thursday, right? Nine Selection Sunday is this weekend, yeah, and then the, the tournament will start. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Can we we so, got to get a bracket going, right? Oh, absolutely. Next, I mean, next show has to. I mean, I, do we have a bracket group that we normally do? Don't we? Didn't we do one last year? I think so. Matt, I thought we Matt did. usually runs that. Yeah. Let's get that damn kid on the phone. <laughs> well, we'll put out I'm our so brackets. Sorry, yeah. guys. <laughs> Alex. I guess I'd love to have him. You know what? We should have Matt on the phone. We the, should. I, I want to have Matt on to talk about the GameStop stuff. I feel like he could wouldn't do know that. About it. <laughs> we could do that. And my also my roommate Andrew. Andrew, <laughs> yeah. oh. Andrew doesn't. Uh. Andrew's the we like the stock guy. <laughs> we like the stock. We like the stock. <laughs> or at least no. I, I bet Andrew actually does. I feel like Andrew probably does know what he's talking about. He just likes to the memes as well. No, he 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 knows what's going on. It's actually kind of funny. Can he can he express it on the air? Oh, absolutely. Can he articulate? We'll get him. We'll get him on the air. Can so, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk about it. All right, all right. Let's see. I'd love to hear it. It's how high is it gonna go? It's at what is it two thirty today? Oh yeah, stop. I saw that. It, it it peaked at like three hundred something, right? Not today, but like back, um, you know when it was at its all time high, uh, three forty seven. Um, back at the end of January. But so today I haven't been following this. Is this still related to the short squeeze? 
I think kind of. I think it's because you would wouldn't the wouldn't all the puts be expired by now, or is there just so many puts so far in advance that they can just keep squeezing the shit out of it? Yeah. See, I don't know. This. I, I, well, okay, so it, I mean, it was up to 347 on January 27th. It kind of trickled back up January 29th, 325, and then it crashed big time at the very beginning of February. Ended up settling right around like 40 to 50 dollars, and then towards the end of February, went up to like 100, uh, 120, 130. Uh, hovered around 120 to 130, and then um, the past two days, it's it's taken off again. So it's all time high was at 347. It's at 246 now. It's 100 off of that. But I would have to imagine that it's it has to be related to the short squeeze. It's too short of a time frame between when it happened and the first time between now and then. So yeah. though, I, I would have to imagine a lot of those are still going to be in play. Um, but my question is, is it time to short it now? <laughs> is it really going to sustain itself at 246 forever? I find that hard to believe. Well, it dropped what? Uh, it was like the low at 40 or something like that? You mean after the initial run? Yeah. In, in January? Yeah, it, it, it dropped back to around 40 to 50. It was well, wouldn't the wouldn't that. the cost of puts be super high then if it's pretty obvious that it's un, that it's not sustainable? Well, if you're just if you're just shorting it, Alex, you would have to pay um like there's like a daily interest fee and and there might be a maintenance fee with with shorting it because it's a very volatile stock that's like difficult to acquire. Um, so yeah, the fees would be there, but I mean, if it drops back to fifty bucks, I mean, wouldn't that just be like a no brainer? But then again, is it gonna drop back to fifty? Is it gonna go to a thousand? Or you're gonna get the call from your fine from your broker and say, hey, you gotta, you know, it's at a thousand dollars. You short it. Where's where's our money? Where's our fucking money? Do that. Where's my money? If you <laughs> if you uh, yeah, there's a there's that one guy on Reddit. He actually testified before Congress. Did you hear about this? He like yeah, I he heard made like it. forty million dollars yeah. off this stock, which is unreal. Y- you know what? Just out of like nothing. You know what just pisses me off, and man, does this piss me off. Um, I mean, back in March when everything shit the bed, uh, last March, uh, because of COVID, and we were down like crazy. Um, GameStop was down. I mean, we all know that GameStop was very down. Um, GameStop was trading around. It was under five dollars from March all the way until the end of August when it broke five dollars. So the end of August, which yeah. is not that far ago. I mean, what? Uh, uh, seven months ago? Yeah. The end of August. If you put down, let's say, eh, twenty thousand dollars at five bucks a share. 60. <laughs> twenty twenty thousand dollars at five dollars a share. You would have four thousand stocks, four thousand shares, right? And let's say eh, you sold it today for two hundred and forty-six dollars per share and ninety cents. So your initial investment would make you nine hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars today from August. From August, from a twenty thousand dollar investment from August today would be worth nine hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars the guy from reddit did more than that i understand he did more than that but think i mean yeah it's kicking yourself in the butt i mean mean, there's no way you would have known i understand this is like this is very some of the experts knew some of the some of the experts knew that this could happen the short squeeze was very possible and there were a few predictions a very few number of predictions back then it was early the predictions started getting more and more and more towards uh december uh even november and 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 you know that time frame october when it was still relatively cheap because it was still trading in january it was trading at 
eighteen dollars. Yeah, I mean, that's insane, isn't it? Still, it's an incredible, drastic change. Think, God. Yeah, if I got five bucks a share. I mean, I don't goodness. know. If, I don't know if my heart could handle this though. It it like goes up and down like hundreds oh, of know. dollars every day. Like it's so wild. Like it's such a volatile stock that I don't think my like I could literally sit there and like watch my money like dip and then watch it soar and it's like it'd be crazy. I mean, but but a twenty thousand dollar investment to be worth a million if you put more than that in there, you could do the math. I mean, think about it. That's just it's just unbelievable. It's wild. It really is. But now we can be the asshole to short it. All these people are trying to bet against if it comes down. But then, I mean, then again, if I mean, if you're shorting it, you're you're not going to make as much unless you're, you know, put up a shit ton of money right now. Because I mean, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's going to be a lot. It's got to come down, right? I would imagine so. I would imagine you know, so. You know, speaking of of huge value, and also speaking of our friend Matt. Have you guys heard anything about NBA Top Shot again? We talked about it a few episodes, and it is really blowing up. Yeah, no, I've actually I've heard some stuff about. I mean, it. I've heard about it, Alex. I don't really, I haven't done more research in it. I I have, and at the very least, like you spend like ten fifteen dollars on a pack, and it's almost immediately worth like over a hundred dollars or more, uh, just immediately, pretty much guaranteed because of the demand to get these uh these cards and these collectibles. Yeah. Right now, like I can, I have, I cannot get them. Yeah, you're I, you're so they lying, they, right? they have these drops. They have these drops where you have to like log on and you get in an, an online queue to be able to purchase a pack, and they have limited availability. So they might release say fifty thousand card packs, but there'll be three hundred thousand people in line to try to purchase one. That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah I still have not. I so I have one. They had a like a situation where you could pre-order one and they'll deliver it sometime in March. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that. I was able to get one of those. Uh, it'll be delivered sometime this month. But I have not been able to get any of the like limited edition packs yet. And That's I've I've tried several times, maybe you know half a dozen times. Has Matt gotten any? I think he has, because he was an even earlier adopter when the demand wasn't so high. Well. It's like the next cryptocurrency. Yeah, it seems like it's really going to shoot up. It's kind of, it's an NFT, I think. It's, I don't know, it's it's a weird, you buy basically like an internet serial number yeah. is what it is. Yeah. And Twitter's Twitter's experimenting with it. Did we talk about that on the show? No, we I might don't have, think so. Where you can buy different tweets or Twitter might start doing it where you can buy and sell your tweets. That's, as, I think that's a little silly. Be, I mean, I I don't understand that. It's kind of scary, to be honest with you. Like, what is worth? What is value? You know, like can you what just is create value out of nothing? Yeah, that's what's happening. I think, essentially. I, I I mean, I understand the top shots thing. I still think it's it's a little weird that it, it's a it's a it's a six second GIF, right? It's it's like a six second video clip. It's like a little highlight. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Could yeah, it, it's it's a digital trading card, right? I, it's just it's it's weird that that people put value in it. Yeah. For, for I mean, I, I'm, this is a very I'm just I mean, take out like every like detailed thought you have, just as basic of a thought you can have. People put value in a video clip that you could maybe find on YouTube. I could record it on my phone. Yeah. Right. I, it's just like bizarre. It is. No, it is. It's it's kind of wild, you know. It, it's it's. I don't know. It's, just, it's like, hard to conceptualize that people put value in that, but they do, and they're selling. Yeah. I don't get the Twitter thing though. 
I, I don't get that. How, how I mean, yeah, they'll, they'll attach anything to a blockchain and try to make value out of it and sell it, which I guess you can do for anything, right? Um, oh, you know what Mark Cuban's doing? They're going to start blockchaining their uh, the tickets for the Mavericks so that they can make money on resale. Oh, that's well, it's smart for him. Like resale of the tickets? Oh, I see what you're saying. So it's always going to be associated with them. Yeah. So they they'll always know that this is their ticket and yeah. this is where it is and okay. They'll keep track of it. Interesting. I guess you can do blockchain. I mean, is you know you know what the next big investment could be? Just blockchain technology. There's companies that exclusively do blockchain. Where's the startup? <laughs> They're out there. Um there's one stock that I know of that I uh that's been going doing very well. It's a blockchain stock. It's doing well. So just something to keep an eye on. Just saying. Everything's, Just saying. Everything's on blockchain now. It seems like it. Um, I don't get that Twitter thing, though. This I is not ridiculous. financial advice. <laughs> this is not financial advice. We are not financial advisors. Oh, believe me. Thank you, Alex. No. <laughs> Take a look at my bank account. <laughs> Negative big number. <laughs> yeah, boy. Um, <laughs> before we get out of here, I know we said we were going to kind of make it a shorter show, um, but... Alex, are you excited at all? And Zach, I'm kind of curious. The NHL is returning, and they used to be with ESPN, but they're returning to ESPN for a seven-year TV broadcast rights deal. There we go. I think that's a pretty big deal. I mean, it's one of the reasons why SportsCenter never Just what I need, Dick Vitale calling my Red Wings game. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a blowout, baby! <laughs> By the way, that commercial with... Have you seen the Geico commercial with Dick Vitale where he dumps a Gatorade on himself? No, I can't... Alex, you've seen it, right? I have not. Oh, Jesus. Come on, guys. Ugh. Anyway. First of all, I don't think he lifts a Gatorade over his head. There's no way. (laughs) That thing is way too heavy. It's 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 a massive Gatorade jug full of liquid. There's no way he's lifting that over his head and pouring it on himself like, like he does in the commercial. That's definitely computer. That's that's CG. God, I was so glad when he, he, he called the Thursday game with Michigan, Michigan State, and he wasn't yeah. on. Thank God it was CBS on the next call because, oh, my God. <laughs> he's horrible. Um, the expectation is for ESPN to get the rights to broadcast four different Stanley Cup final series between 2022 and 2028. Um, that's it? Just the Stanley Cup finals? whatever oh really it's just the finals that's That's nothing wait why why would that be the only thing that's included in this deal that doesn't seem like a very big deal at all so the finals are going to be on espn where's the rest what what else is going to be playing i mean like where are the rest of the games going to be because don't Um, they have a problem with uh nbc well, the deal has not been announced yet, so an anonymous person said the deal is set to start next season and another company will split the package with ESPN, uh, with ESPN getting the rights to broadcast for a different Stanley Cup final series. Uh, so, oh, okay. So some of the playoff series, four of the series uh, between 2022 and 2028. In April of 2011, NBC signed a 10-year deal with the NHL in which the network agreed to pay $200 million annually for broadcasting rights. The deal is set to expire at the end of the current season. Um, one more thing. It says Disney, which does own ESPN, is also negotiating a contract for its Monday night football package and reportedly pushed back on a 100% price increase. So, <laughs> wow, 100% price increase. Crazy times right now. Uh, well, 
uh, that is what's going on there. Um, <laughs> the only other thing I wanted to mention, guys, and I, you probably don't care at all, but I think this is kind of funny in a weird way that a fourth Aretha Franklin will emerged. A fourth will. I don't even know the story. Why are there two, so many? Two years, two and a half years uh, after she passed away. Um, it, it's 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 ridiculous because they're still fighting over who's getting what. And first of all, she has a tremendous amount of debt to the IRS. So so that's always been going on. But it's a blockbuster development. A fourth will has turned up. Drafted by a law firm in 2018, the year she died, but not signed by Aretha. A typed 22-page document obtained Tuesday, that's today, by the Detroit Free Press has emerged nearly two years after three handwritten wills were discovered in the singer's home, De- singer's Detroit home, and became a contentious flag uh, flashpoint among her heirs. Uh, two of those uh, were dated 2010, the other 2014, with conflicting instructions about Franklin's wishes for her estate. She's just writing down what she wants. And I want this, I want this, and then like another will later. No, I want it doesn't change anything. And I want this, I want this, and another will, and I want this and this. But now there's another one, the latest one from 2018. So um, that's what's going on there. But I just, it's it's really sad that that actually her family has to deal with all of this because uh, she didn't. Aretha didn't really make it very easy. <laughs> no, obviously not. It's not very good to have four wills. No. And all of them being contested by a different people, different people in her family. So, yeah, uh, that's the latest in the saga. So I guess we'll see what happens. But I mean, man, oh man, the story goes on and on and on. So if anyone has an Aretha Franklin interest, uh, there it is—the Queen <laughs> of Soul in Detroit. Rest in peace. Um. Okay. Uh. Alex, is there anything else today before we get out of here? Because it is already ten thirty. <laughs> And uh, we definitely started late. Uh, I've got nothing. I um, I think next week, next week we have to do the uh, a bracket. I'd like to get Matt on. I'm gonna try to get my brother on, Alex, to see if he can give us a little Red Wings talk because, um, it's kind of obvious we've kind of been ignoring the Red Wings. I've been watching quite a bit when I can. Well, Obviously not tonight because we did it during the, the game, but I have been watching a lot. So, yeah, I would love if we could talk about the Red Wings. We'll get into that. It's just been – did they win tonight, by the way? Lost in overtime. Two wow. the Lightning, four to three. That's too bad. Defending. Hey, we got a point against a very good team. That's a, I'll take we that. We get a point. That's true. I don't know, man. It's 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 just kind of depressing to, to – they, they started off very strong. The season started off when I said to myself, is there any hope at all? I should have known better. No. I guess not. So it's done. No. <laughs> well, no. You need them to win a Stanley Cup by 2026. They will. That's your hot take. Yikes. What, what is the – wait, what is the uh, What is the punishment for that not happening? Puni- punishment? Uh, just being embarrassed on the air. We're still doing this in five years. <laughs> <laughs> Which could happen. I could see it. I could see it. Alex, I don't know. It's going to happen. It doesn't matter. It's going to be accolades. If I could invest in the Red Wings winning in the Stanley uh, we need Cup, an exit plan. Is is there a way I can do a futures bet for uh, within the next five or six years? Is is that a, is that a bet that I can? Is, is Alex? Is that possible? I have no idea. Sure, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you two fifty odds. I'll take it. You'll I'll take, take it. it. Oh take boy, it. we'll we'll discuss uh, the stakes off the air. Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll get into some of the specifics, but. I would like to talk a little Red Wings. Uh, Mr. Newth, 
where can people find us? Uh, hopefully they don't. No, I'm kidding. Jesus. Uh, they can find us on Twitter at Cutting Out Early. I meant like don't find us in person. That'd be weird. Uh, at Cutting Out Early on Twitter. You can find me in person. Podcast okay. at Instagram. Me too. Uh, Cutting Out Early Podcast at Gmail is our email. Send us a message. Tell us how pretty we are. Uh, we enjoy you listening to us as much as you enjoy listening to us. As, well, I don't know. I'm rambling here, but uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> We need the email department to step up the game and, and try to solicit emails at this point, I think. We're going to start sending we out mailers, I think. We, Check we, your mailbox. We should. Yeah, that's a great idea. Check for your we'll give you. We'll give you discount codes to listen. <laughs> Two episodes for the price of one. They're both free. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Have a good week, everyone. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you guys next week. Bye-bye.